Welcome to Eat Right with Laura. My name is Laura Rakos, and I am the owner of Eagle Rock Nutrition, an integrative healthcare practice providing dietary and lifestyle guidance for disease prevention and health maintenance. Today's episode of Eat Right with Laura is going to focus on baby health, particularly the health of the baby's gut and why this is so important. Um, I was recently listening to uh, public radio in the car yesterday, and I was really happy to hear a, a segment about um, the effectiveness of probiotics for babies. I've been recommending this to my mothers for uh, a couple of years now, and um, I was really happy to see that there were other people in the local community, not medical care practitioners, but even, you know, other moms who were being quoted to to say how effective these have been for babies who have um, clearly have issues with digestion and gut health. So let's start this segment by, by talking about where this all begins. So really the overall health of the baby starts at birth. Um, as they're traveling through the birth canal. This is where the baby is going to establish their microbiome. Uh, The microbiome represents all of the microbes that live in you and on you. And of course, there are all kinds of quotations about how many bacteria live in, in you and on you, 10 times more than all of your human cells combined. Just know that it's a lot. It's a real lot. And of all those microbes, which can be bacteria, viruses, prions, all kinds of things, the microbes that are very critical to your health are the bacteria that live in your colon, the part of your digestive tract that follows the small intestine. So the composition of bacteria that live in your colon are really driven and fostered by the birth. As the baby is traveling through the birth canal, all of the bacteria that are from the mom get in the baby's eyes and the nose and the ears, all of the canals, and establish residence. And this is really important because these bacteria that live in the colon define your baby's immune system. They turn your immune system on, they turn your immune system off. These bacteria help you to digest food that you're eating and extract the nutrients from the food that you're eating. They even produce some of their own nutrients. They're also really critical for establishing the development of the H. PA axis, and that is your hypothalamus, which is part of your brain, your pituitary, which is also part of your central nervous system, your pituitary gland, and your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands sit behind your kidneys, and your adrenal glands are where you produce stress hormones like cortisol, uh, your fight or flight hormones. adrenaline and noradrenaline. So it's really important to establish a healthy gut so that you have healthy development of this HPA axis. When this is poorly developed, you will be that person that's very prone to all kinds of stress-induced issues, depression, cognitive impairment. So very important for that. And also, the bacteria that live in your colon uh, 
produce up to 90% of the serotonin found in your body. The serotonin is your feel-good hormone. Also responsible for production of dopamine, which regulates your motor coordination, uh, and acetylcholine, uh, which is responsible for memory. So many, many things uh, happen from the gut. And the reason why I decided that I wanted to focus on this today is because I've been seeing like young people with, you know, cognitive issues, uh, issues with overall well-being, and of course babies. Moms are constantly asking me if I recommend, you know, a, a probiotic and what kind of probiotic do I recommend. Yeah, I think it's just more palatable uh, knowing that they're just giving their baby something that's homeopathic and something that's naturally found in the body as opposed to a chemical to alter their the health of their gut. And often babies, my own babies in, you know, in particular many years ago when they were suffering from digestive issues, we just maybe gave them a baby antacid or something to settle their stomach, which was really just something that would take care of the symptoms, but not really address the root cause of the problem. Uh, but why do we? St- why are we starting to see more issues with um, the gastrointestinal tract and and the immune system, for that matter, lately? Uh, our immune systems are actually evolving because we're no longer exposed to the kinds of bacteria and viruses that we were exposed to at the turn of the 19th century, and even the levels of bacteria because of the discovery of antiseptics like Clorox, antibiotics, and vaccines, all of which have their merit and are probably the reason why we enjoy such longevity. Today, those discoveries, remarkable as they are, have really altered our immune system so that it responds in different ways. And it's probably the reason why we're seeing so many different kinds of food allergies and food intolerances. Again, those bacteria that live in your colon are responsible for digestion of, you know, not everything, but certainly fibrous foods. So really help with the digestion process. And so when you don't have enough enough bacteria or the right kinds of bacteria, you'll be that person who suffers from gastrointestinal distress. Uh, that coupled with the increased incidence of cesarean section births. So in a cesarean section birth, the baby does not travel through the birth canal. Uh, because it's a uh, surgical procedure, the mother is given an antibiotic prior to the surgery, which then alters the microbiome, the bacteria that live in the gut. And because they're having a surgical procedure, they don't really get to have uh, a breastfeeding immediately after birth, the, the cesarean section delays that first breastfeeding. And also because you are taking antibiotics, even if it's not a sustained dose over a couple of days, even if it's just one shot prior to the surgical procedure, it's still going to alter the bacteria that live in the gut because those antibiotics are going to kill some of that good bacteria off. And we do find that babies that are delivered by C-section have less diverse flora and they do have more pathogenic bacteria. So you want to foster the growth of good bacteria. Uh, Another word for the good bacteria is 
commensal. They're commensal. They take care of you. Uh, you provide them a benefit. Those bacteria provide you with a health benefit. Pathogenic bacteria, not so much. So our C-section babies seem to have more C. diff, which is one of the strains that's associated with um, uh, antibiotic resistance. All right, so, um, and not t to worry my moms. I mean, I've had a baby delivered by cesarean section. It doesn't mean that your, your baby is doomed for life. It just means that you need to be more attentive to their care. You need to be more attentive to reestablishing the bacteria that live in, your, in their gut. And if you're breastfeeding, which I hope you are, you need to be more attentive to your own diet as well. So that is why one of the things that I recommend, you know, if you notice that your baby does have some digestive digestion issues, and I'm sure you'll notice that early on, I'm not averse to recommending a probiotic. I don't like to... Um, I don't like to solicit while I'm on my podcast, so if you'd like to learn more about which probiotics I recommend, certainly go to the website, eaglerock.com, that's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com, and you can leave me a message or you can book an appointment, um, and we can do either a virtual appointment or a live face-to-face -face appointment. Right. Some of the other things that are impacting the diversity of the bacteria of the gut uh, do have to do with uh, antibiotics, not just the antibiotics that you're taking, that your doctor is giving you, especially like with the babies that end up having um, ear infections. So um, I have to say that some of my kiddos that really have the worst gut health um, have had many courses of antibiotics or even you know the moms have had many courses of antibiotics for whatever reason that impacts the microbiome of of their children but also even the antibiotics that are given to the animals that we're eating so many animals are given hormones and antibiotics and just remember that whatever those animals are eating you're eating that too so if the antibi if the animals are getting antibiotics then you're consuming those antibiotics and that's having an impact on your gut health the other thing that really impacts uh, our gut health, even as adults and as children, is our diet. So how do we foster the growth of those bacteria that live in the gut? All right, they don't eat sugar or processed carbohydrates, foods that come in packages. They eat fibrous foods. So what kind of fiber? They eat something called prebiotic fiber, which are non-digestible carbohydrates that function as food for the bacteria that live in your gut. Examples of things that you might wanna be looking for if you're a label reader are inulin and fructooligosaccharides. So for the babies that are unable to um, breastfeed for whatever reason, I have noticed that some of the more reputable suppliers of baby formula formulas are adding these things to their formulas, inulin and fructooligosaccharides, glucooligosaccharides. So these are the kinds of carbohydrates that the good bacteria in your gut tend to digest and they thrive on. Uh, but you as a person also need to, you know, consume other things. So leafy greens are something that the bacteria thrive on. Oats, I can't say enough good things about oats. Um, 
onions, garlic, asparagus, artichokes. So those are all really great things for the bacteria that live in your gut. As far as baby formulas go, so certainly you wanna see formulas that have these um, prebiotic fibers. Uh, when you're starting your baby on a, um, uh, a cereal, uh, if you're starting your baby on a cereal, uh, usually you start with rice because rice formulas are very easy to digest. And then you might segue to oat and then wheat. Usually wheat comes in last uh, because there are a lot of sensitivities to wheat. Um, there's you know wheat allergy, wheat intolerance, gluten intolerance, gluten sensitivity, and then there's celiac disease. So let's hope that your baby doesn't have celiac, which is an autoimmune destruction of the small intestine that's often perpetuated by gluten. And uh, we'll discuss that in a different podcast, but let's focus on our babies for today. So when your baby transitions to cereals, when they're about six months old, you're going to start them with these little, uh, you know, um, some rice, some, and there actually are some prebiotic fibers that are derived from rice, oats, which uh, the good bacteria love to eat, and then introduce wheat last on the off chance there's a, a, a problem with digest with digesting wheat or gluten and you know the carbohydrates found in in wheat all right some other issues that you know impact the bacteria on your baby are environmental factors so there's all kinds of chemicals in the environment uh, but just know that you are born with lots of detoxification mechanisms. Your body has all kinds of things that correct toxins that are in you. If you experience any mutations in your DNA, you have all you, know, you have an enzyme that can correct those DNA mutations. Right now, you're probably experiencing some kind of assault on your DNA right at this very moment that's being corrected. But you know, the, these, you know, chemicals, there are more chemicals in the environment now just because we make more chemicals. Also in the water, you know, our, you be, we have to be a little bit more cautious about the water that we're drinking because you know, we now have functioning, um, uh, we all have a function, uh, functioning plumbing in our house and all that flushing uh, flushes away all the chemicals that are found in our bodies. We take all kinds of medicines. We take all kinds of hormones. The hormones get into the water. We flush. That gets into the water. And, you know, those, you know, metabolites of the chemicals do find their way into our water streams and then ultimately into our diets. And then finally, I just a mention about preterm births. So babies that are born prematurely have undeveloped stomachs. And why is the stomach so important for digestion? Your stomach is where uh, acid is made. You need to have stomach in your acid, and you need to have acid in your stomach. That's really funny. You need to have acid in your stomach. Um, the rest of your body needs to be neutral, but your stomach needs to be acidic. And that is because your stomach is where you digest protein. The proteins denature in the stomach and then there's all kinds of enzymes called proteases that come in and chop up those proteins. So if you don't have the acidity in your stomach to do that, then you will have partially digested proteins that end up in your bloodstream and causing all kinds of immunological reactions. And then preterm babies 
do tend to have more gut pathogens. So just like those C-section babies that have more C. diff, preterm babies do tend to have more bacteria that are not as commensal, good for them. They tend to have more pathogenic bacteria. And also like the C-section babies, they have less microbial diversity. So what are the things that you can do to either foster the good bacteria in the gut of your baby that your baby already has? What can you do to initiate the growth of good bacteria that they might not have because they're a C-section baby or a preterm infant? Um, I definitely recommend trying out a probiotic and come to see me if you'd like to get a recommendation. I'm certainly not averse to recommending adding a prebiotic fiber, which is the food for the bacteria to get them to grow, to adding that to their cereal once they have transitioned to cereals. And then of course, as they grow older, just constantly introduce them to new foods, less processed foods. I know it's very exciting to see our babies eating goldfish and Cheerios, uh, and that's okay, but certainly in moderation. You want to teach them to eat lots of fruits and vegetables. My mantra is to eat more fruits and vegetables. And not everybody uh, needs to be a vegetarian or a vegan, but we certainly all need to eat more fruits and vegetables. With the discovery of processed foods and all kinds of interesting flavors that we're adding to these processed foods, we're really reducing the nutrient density of the standard American diet. And I'd like to restore that by introducing more fruits and vegetables, which of course are good for the bacteria that live in the adult gut as well as the baby's gut. So I guess that's really all that I want to say for now. I hope you enjoyed this segment of Eat Right with Laura. If you'd like to learn more about Eagle Rock Nutrition, I encourage you to go to our website, eaglerock.com. That's E-G-G-L-R-O-C-K.com. Or if you'd just like to stay connected, you're more than welcome to... Um, like my Facebook post at Eagle Rock Nutrition or follow me on Twitter or, um, you know, like the Instagram post. So Instagram is Eagle Rock underscore nutrition. So that's all we have for today. I hope you enjoyed my talk uh, and I hope to hear from you one of these days. Have a really great day.